You are now listening to part two of our conversation with Sarah Hussein. Enjoy. When you were having a child, did someone say something to you or has someone said something to you and you were just like, that really you felt drove a wedge between your friendship? I think when people have made an assumption for why I had a child has really bothered me. Oof, yeah. And before I actually, before I actually gave birth to Apollo, I was in a, a restaurant on Commercial Drive, an Indian restaurant, and this guy was sitting next to me, not my friend, just a complete stranger, and he was with his uh, girlfriend and his mom and what was probably his auntie or something, and he was having, I was 12 months pregnant, so I was eating spicy 12 food. Months. Yeah, I was, I was. Are you an elephant? Why was your gestation yeah, I was, period so I long? Was so <laughs> um, Paul was like, oh, yeah, anyways, yeah. but I was eating, um, I was eating all the spicy food, trying to like push the baby out. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there sweating and listening, like, oh, you know, eavesdropping on their conversation. And he's saying uh, to his mom, because his mom is like, kind of begging him to have a child because I think she's glanced over at me and, mm -hmm. and so I was their you know topic of conversation great um yeah I felt bad for him yeah. for a second then I wanted to freaking kill him I was like this guy's a fucking asshole but he he started saying oh you know having a child is such a selfish act everyone just wants to have an experience and experiment on what their features are mixed with their spouse's features and there's too many kids on this planet <laughs> and you know why can't they just adopt and he's saying all this stuff and I'm sitting right there like literally next to him and it's one of these booth seats like there's no gap between us it's just him oh, and me and I'm looking at him like you have no freaking clue like you don't even you have no idea why people have kids and there's no singular reason there's right. so many reasons right like I feel like for myself the reason why I wanted kids it wasn't a it wasn't like a high school or baby fantasy or dream mm -hmm. that I had when I was a little girl. I hated the game house. I was not into that. <laughs> like, I didn't even think about kids until after I had a dog. When I had a dog, that's when I learned what true love was. Mm. Like, in a deeper way. That's yeah. when I really started to understand, okay, this is this is what it means to nurture and care and and raise, you know, a creature, a little, mm -hmm. little tiny um, puppy into a big dog and I fell in love with that act with mm. that with that that position and that responsibility and I just wanted to have something between and it could have been anything but in the moment you know we had a dog we've gone through the whole cycle of having a dog all the way to the day he passed away and and, and it became something where I wanted to be able to raise a child and I wanted to be able to endure the physical and mental and emotional experiences that you go through in order to have a child. And I'm sure that I can probably get that by adopting or by having another, having a surrogate or any of those options that are available. But I also felt like I've done so much to prepare myself physically to have a child mm. and it didn't work out in the first right. couple times. Right. right. So it's right. not like I was, you know, the perfect specimen to have a child and once I was able to have Apollo, it felt like an incredible miracle in the same way that it felt like a miracle to have a dog that was able to sit and talk and, or not talk, but <laughs> bark and, and on command and do yeah. these things where it's like, I was somewhat responsible for that with my husband. We, we shared these incredible moments together. Right. So I just wanted to continue that. And one of the things that frustrated me the most about this complete stranger was that he said, 
people just want to know what they're going to look like with their spouse. And I find that, um, or they want to look, you know, they want to yeah. look at the photos and see the features and stuff. I didn't give a crap yeah. at all about that. Like yeah. I really didn't like, that was not my main right. reason for having a child. For me, it's about the responsibility of raising the child was the biggest interest for me. Yeah. But, but that, that guy was just a freaking douchebag. Like you should have put him in his place and said, Oh, it's too bad. Your mom didn't think the same thing. Fucker. Oh, well, that was... <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is his mom looked like she was going to like burst out in tears because she was just, he was giving her this spiel about all the reasons not to have kids and right. saying that he's never going to have kids. And he was talking about the financial burdens and yeah. things like that and, and how his friends are all different now and, and how he just wants to travel the world and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I still want to travel the world. Like, yeah, that's, that's still on my list of things to do. I'm so triggered right now because yeah. I feel like at various points in my life, I've given that exact speech to be really honest, yeah. maybe not like the mushing your features together and seeing what your kid looks like, right. but at different points. And I've, I've obviously reflected on this a lot, which, you know, I've said things like, Oh, the world's overpopulated as it is, yeah. you know, yeah. global warming, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like there's lots, there's no future here anyway. Like this yeah. very doom and gloom outlook or it's totally selfish. You just want someone to care about you when you're old or, mm-hmm. you know, you just need something to make your life feel meaningful. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. just these really <laughs> awful things. Like, and I will say truly that I have said those things. And when you asked me earlier, mm-hmm. I don't know if we were recording yet, but like, what are the types of things the non-parent friends are saying? Yeah. And I think sometimes we get together and we're like, yeah, yeah. High five. <laughs> you know, fuck that overpopulation, global warming, like Trump's president. Like what's yeah. the point? <laughs> There's no point in having kids. I do want to just travel. I just like my freedom. And like, we do all this, but I do think honestly, now when I reflect on the times I've said that, mm-hmm. I think it came from, and I can't speak for everybody because I have friends who are married and genuinely don't want children mm-hmm. and it's not their priority. And I think for me, it just comes down to like, everyone has their reasons for whatever choice they're making. Mm-hmm. And you can't judge that. Like whatever reason you chose or you, or Isabel chose to have a child. Yeah. And there's lots of people who didn't choose to have a child and are forced to have it anyway. Like, I mean, there's so much nuance to this issue. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, not having a child, and this is specific to my experience, Mm -hmm. is not a choice. Like, if it were up to me, I actually would like a child. So a lot of that really aggressive reaction Mm -hmm. is almost like, who am I trying to convince if not myself? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not sitting here going, well, geez, Lillian's so selfish and look, contributing to overpopulation. <laughs> she happened to make a model baby. <laughs> you know, I'm not sitting here thinking that. I'm yeah. more thinking like, oh, that would be really nice. Mm-hmm. And that might not, like, and so that's part of what I get into in my email is like how much of it is real right? versus how much of it is like our own insecurity Oh, about, yeah. and then I wonder, I was, and maybe pose the question to you is about like, do you ever feel judged or insecure about your decision now to have, you're having a second child? Yeah. Um, do you ever feel like the way I said, I sometimes feel insecure that I don't have a kid mm-hmm. because I wanted one. Like, do you ever feel insecure about the, ch- the choice to have two children? No, I, I always knew that I wanted to have more than one. And especially like being somebody who grew up with a sibling, like I, I would never wanted to have a kid be an only child. Like, I think it's an amazing experience to have a sister or brother to grow up with. And for us, like we tried for a second child. Like I, we, we were pregnant last May and then I miscarried. So it was, there's like deeper meaning to being pregnant this time around. And, 
but you do get a lot of pressure too when you know when you get married like oh when are you guys now you guys gotta have kids like when yeah. are you gonna have kids okay well we just freaking left the altar like two seconds <laughs> so and then you have your first kid and literally you're two days from being at the hospital whoa when are you gonna have your second one well can you fucking calm down like we just had this one so there's <laughs> there's like a lot of pressure yeah. and people people do make assumptions and you know people for whatever reason but at the end of the day like why you choose to or not or whether you can or not that's nobody's business <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so what's the worst thing your non-parent friend could say to you that um, would make you be like we're not friends now i i don't know i mean if they told me like i fucking hate kids and I never want to see you or your kids like <laughs> then that's probably going to be a deal breaker. Other than that, like, I, I just don't think that there's, there's much that I would just stop talking to them be, because of. No, you're pretty open-minded. I'm pretty open-minded and I really like, I just give zero fucks. So it, it takes a lot to hurt my feelings. There's not, there's not too much that I would just end a friendship over unless it, unless they literally said, I want to kill your child. Like, right. <laughs> I also, yeah. yeah. I like to separate the people who don't like kids and the people who don't want kids. Because there's a lot of people who don't like kids. Or sorry, there's a lot of people who don't want kids who like kids. Mm, Right. And then there's the people who just don't like kids and don't want kids. What about me? I don't like kids, but I still want one. You want to know something? And I'm admitting it here now. (laughs) That's what I was like. Yeah, good. Good to know. I didn't. I never held a child until Apollo. <laughs> Amazing. He was the first baby I ever held. Yes. Ever. And when I met other people's kids, I was always so nervous that it was coming through on my face or that I was like, <laughs> you know, that I was, I just never made the effort to hang out with my friends with kids. And the funny thing is, is when I look back at it now, I didn't really talk to my friends with kids until after I had a kid, selfishly. Like I was very much involved with my non-parent friends mm. and it, was, it wasn't it was until I had a kid that I was like, oh, hey, Jessica, so how are you doing? <laughs> How's that? What's your, what's your baby's name again? And like, it became a reason for us to connect, right? But at the same time, and Izzy, I definitely want your take on this, is do you find that the, co- the friendships that you have with parent friends do they even come close to the ones that you have with non-parent friends? I don't, I don't know. I mean, the the ones that all of the friendships that I have, whether they're with parent friends or non-parent friends, I've had since before everybody became parents. So it's kind of hard to separate. Um, I feel like they're all just as deep. Like my really good friends are still my really good friends, regardless if they have friends or, or if they have kids or not. If that makes sense. But at the same time, yeah, I was like you. Like, I I mean, I always wanted kids. I love kids. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I never knew how to change a diaper. Like, when my friend Lindsay had a baby, I remember I was pregnant and, like, I don't know, I was due, like, in three or four months. And I was like, hey, can I come over? Can I come over and change, like, some diapers? Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> That's cool. It's scary. Yeah, it's scary. Like, hey, can you, I don't know how to swaddle a baby. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So. Yeah. I found that I had no interest. Like yeah. even before, like I didn't want to know. It wasn't until I yeah. had to know. Yeah. And and that I, fe- I felt a little bit guilty about in some senses because it was like, I, well, I don't, I don't want to know how to swallow. I'm, I'm actually going to be in the living room having a drink with, with <laughs> the other people because I, I'm okay on yeah. that. Like I don't, it was almost like I didn't want to be around it until it mattered 
to me. I'm really Which, glad to hear you say that because yeah. I actually very much feel that way. Like, yeah. I feel like I like kids okay. Like, I love my friend's baby mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I, I like them, but I'm not, like, excited. Like, I think... Izzy was talking about a friend who, I can't remember which one of you on the last podcast about like a friend who didn't have kids, but like was really excited to come over and like play with the kids. And yeah. And like my cousin does that. Like she's got friends with kids and she's like, Oh, I want to go give him a bath and I want to go put him to bed. I'm like, ugh, like that sounds awful. That was really surprising to me was meeting those friends who I already had who loved kids, who I didn't know they loved kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I have, uh, Apollo has an amazing auntie who lives in New York. Yeah. Um, and she came here literally within the first month or so that he was born and spent eight days just hanging out with him. Didn't want to see Vancouver, had never been here before, and just wanted to spend time with I actually with can't him. understand that at all. And I went, I didn't know this existed. And like, <laughs> I didn't know that you were yeah. into babies because that's not what we talked about ever. Like, oh, wow. we didn't talk about kids. And so, you know, her just coming here. And my cousin did the same thing from Montreal. She came here, spent an entire week in a bit and just hung out with the baby and I'm like I never did that for any of my friends oh yeah but now that I have kids when I see Marley and when I see other like when I see my friends kids now I'm excited like now I love kids even more because Mm. now I see you know the fact that Marley and Apollo and baby on the way will hang out together you know grow up together like that gets me excited Mm. like that makes me want to be around kids but didn't exist before at all. <laughs> Do you ever feel, and I wrote it in my question, and it's, it's a hard one to answer, honestly, but like a sense of superiority over your non-parent friends, like you've accomplished something so much more, you know, like I, I so just my preamble here is like my absolute pet peeve, and I've made Facebook posts about this, is <laughs> when people are like, I never knew true love until I had a child. Like, oh my God, you don't know love until you've had a baby. And I'm just like, okay, cool. So I'll just sit here and not know basic human emotions and probably eventually become a serial killer because I actually don't know how to have feelings and I'll never know true love, you know? And so, and so this, like to me, so that's like my pet peeve. Like, don't say that to me. Like I never knew love until I had a baby. Like, great. Um, like I'm Dexter. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess I guess I'm just broken. And so when people say that, it makes me feel like they think they've accomplished something, right? You know, so special. That's and then I'm hard. sitting here going like, 1.2 billion people or whatever have accomplished what you did, <laughs> so you're not really that special, you know? <laughs> okay, so that I just got that was like one beer in. Like now I, <laughs> now it's coming out. <laughs> We're just going to keep going. (laughs) So, but do you feel like, is there a part of you that feels that sense of superiority and indignance? Like, well, I guess you'll just never really understand. Let me pat you on the head. Oh gosh. No, No, I I think that the people that feel that are fucking weirdos. Like, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Amen. Do you you feel that way at all? No, no. I think that that's like, that's, that's crazy. Like it, again, whether you choose to, you can't, you want to, like, that's nobody's business to be like, oh, well, I'm better than that person because, you know, I have a baby and they're choosing not to have babies or maybe they can't have a kid. Like, no, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. It is what it is. Like, and to be honest, like for some people, it's super easy to get knocked up, but it's, I feel like it's also really, it's way harder to not 
to avoid <laughs> pregnancy in this day and day and age. Like you have to be conscious of these things that you're doing. So yeah, it doesn't make you because you can have a kid or you have a kid or whatever. It doesn't make you better than anybody else. It just makes you a parent. That's it. Amen, That's sister. That is yeah. Amen. Yeah, I, <laughs> I 100,000% agree. I actually can't stand it when people yeah go into like things about this is this is what real love is like I actually feel sorry for them in a way because I'm like wow this is what it took like (laughs) (laughs) like at the end of the day there was nothing else like you didn't have a good prom date you didn't have like a good solid friendship with someone (laughs) where the love like I'm just thinking of milestones (laughs) in life that occur but like you didn't have a good tinder swipe that just a good one night stand that took you on the moon. <laughs> or a maybe, pet, like, you know, you've loved a pet or a family member, like, yeah, yeah. mom, like, what's up with your parents? Like, <laughs> just anyone, like, I feel it's, it's almost like a cop-out to just be like, oh yeah, children, that's what did it for me. Like, this is what, this is what real love is. Now I'm complete as yeah. a human being. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where, when I talk to other non-parent friends, I think that's where the biggest sensitivity lies, mm-hmm. is that, especially for women. Yeah, because men don't face the same type of pressure to have children and be parents. But for women, mm-hmm. I think a lot of non-parent friends can feel alienated when there's this suggestion like you haven't completed like a rite of passage. Right. You know, this is something that as a woman, you will never truly be a woman mm-hmm. or understand your womanhood until you have grown a human in your body. And I think that's a beautiful process. I think it is a miracle. Mm-hmm. But also there's lots of other ways to be a woman and be a human mm-hmm. that doesn't rely on procreating. I just think that's an archaic way of looking at the world. Is there something additional that you've heard from a parent friend that has just driven you to just wanting to punch the wall? <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. maybe even from a, 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 a non-parent friend as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Is there something that you've heard from a peer where... They're saying, you know, the clock is ticking or just something that has really made you sort of reflect on how society thinks and and whatnot. Good question. Yeah, I think, well, I think what really I don't understand and maybe that it's a bigger issue is people who talk about this experience of having a baby Mm -hmm. and how it's such an important thing. And I like they say it the way you did, which is I just want something to raise and nurture. And and that's an experience that I want. Mm -hmm. Um, but then there's people who won't adopt, right. like we're people who have had trouble conceiving mm-hmm. and they want that experience of being a parent. Mm-hmm. So that's something I don't understand. And I think on the flip, like, I also don't understand people that are like, I don't want kids no matter what. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll kill myself if I have a kid and then like, they won't go get a vasectomy. Right. It's like, just go get it snip then. You know what yeah. I mean? So I guess those types of things drive me a little bit crazy because if you're so resolute mm-hmm. in how you feel about I def- de- definitely want to be a parent at any cost, or I definitely don't want to be a parent at any cost, mm-hmm. then there are things you can do if you have the privilege and means to do so. Like, right. I got to, of course, acknowledge that. But there's ways to make that happen for yourself. Right. Or if you're really just not sure, mm-hmm. like, can we as a society just be a bit more vulnerable and open to say, like, I struggle with this. Yeah. Like, I personally, like, I will be the first to say, like, mm-hmm. I always thought I'd have kids. At one point, I was like, I want five kids. I want <laughs> I want the Jackson Five. Like, <laughs> we're going to start a band. They're going to be great. Yeah. But now, you know, at my age, I'm like, I might still have a kid or two. Mm-hmm. But I'm also open to, if I don't find love until I'm in my 40s, mm-hmm. I would totally adopt. Yeah. And so that's, I know I would want to raise a child. So I guess I don't understand people that claim to have these extreme viewpoints on the issue. Yes. But they're not 
doing something about it. And maybe I'm being super judgmental and I'm open to be called out on that right now. I don't think you're being judgmental. I think that the conversations around the ways that you have children needs to occur more often in society Mm -hmm. because I feel like the choice to adopt is an individual's choice. They have the reason we all have so many different stories and things that lead up to our decision making. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the conversation on all the different options need to be out there because I think a lot of people actually don't know what they are. Mm. I think that we, there's still a big part of our generation that thinks you have to have the two kids and the picket fence and yes. the, and the, the dog name whistle, you know, um, whistle or whatever that <laughs> runs up to you yeah, at yeah. the door every day. Like, I think that there's, there's a lack of education on how you can be a parent and right. what you can do to be a parent. Right. Right. And so I think that that needs to be a bigger totally. topic in school and beyond that. Hmm. And in just, and just conversations. Like I think that now people are starting to talk more about miscarriages, which is great. I love that. Yeah. Right. It's so important. It's, it's definitely becoming more of a, a of an everyday thing, yes. but, but it needs to happen even more and it needs to happen more between the friends who have kids and the friends that don't have kids. Because right. Like you were saying, Izzy, there's some people, they can have a baby, boom, right? Yeah. And you were saying to me before we started recording that uh, there's the friends who just complain about being parents or about their kids. And Izzy, I want to throw this to you, but what what do you think that's about, the, the complaining that takes place? I don't know, like, if it's they're looking for sympathy or, or they really just hate their lives that much. Like, <laughs> either way, like, just they need to pull it together with the quickness. So I have a theory on this. I think that it's parental espionage. I think that parents meet up with each other and they say things like, oh, you know, <laughs> Apollo, he's not even walking. Like, he's not even... And they say all these things about their child, which they would naturally never share in conversation but they're trying to dig up the comparisons between their child and your child oh so tommy's not tommy's you know sucking his thumb and blah 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 and then you're looking at your child going oh well at least my child doesn't suck a thumb like tommy (laughs) i know these parents they go off into their corners at the end of the day and they have conversations comparing their children and it's 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 a natural thing that I think some parents do. On the other hand, I think that it's the only way that parents can have a conversation without feeling like they're bragging about their child, right? Mm-hmm. They can they can have a commonality where it's like, oh, okay, so Marley didn't Marley walked at nine months. Okay, well Apollo's not walking yet, right? And mm-hmm. then we can kind of begin to have a conversation about walking or whatever it might be, right? So I think in some ways it's an icebreaker. But in other ways, I think sometimes it's parental espionage where they're just trying to, you know, sort of gauge. It's so interesting because it comes back to social media. Like our understanding of ourselves is like, well, I can only understand myself in relation to another person. Right. So I need to compare my body. I need to compare my my lifestyle. I need to compare everything. Like, I don't know how to feel about my own situation Mm -hmm. until I can compare it to another person's situation, which can be so toxic. Right when we're just not willing to say like, I'm insecure about this. Can someone give me some advice? Mm-hmm. Like, is this normal? Is this okay? Like, I wish we lived in a culture where right, everyone could just wear their heart on their sleeve a bit more and feel safe doing that. But I wish people did that balanced. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like say the, say the bad thing or not the bad things, but say the complaints, yeah. but also say the good things like brag about your child already. 
Yeah, you're already yeah. doing it half-heartedly through your Instagram. You might as well just tell me <laughs> what all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, okay, your kid's doing algebra at the age of one. Like, cool. <laughs> God, amazing. Good for you. I think, yeah, again, like, it goes back to social media that this, these are things that are a lot more out there, too, and kind of in your face. Like, when we were growing up and when our parents had us and were raising us, like, there wasn't a Facebook group for them to post in, like, hey, guys, my kid has this weird rash. Um, do you think I should go to the emergency or no? And then like 12 people will comment in the mom group like, oh, just just put some essential oil on it. Oh, do this. Just light some sage and, and spin them around three times. Oh, that's definitely measles. Your kid has herpes. Like that, it, wasn't, it wasn't like that back in the day. So it's it's a different time and it's weird. And you are able to compare your situation and what you're going through with somebody else's. But at the same time, you might not even know that, okay, yeah, your kid's not walking yet. Um, that kid's walking at nine months old, but those people are struggling with other sensory issues because their kid was a preemie. Like it just oh, yeah, it doesn't yeah. paint the full picture. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, it's parenting in today's day and age. Like there's, it's, it's one of those yes, but moments. Yeah. And I think for me, like, one of the things that really bothers me, so as a person who wants children and have not had the opportunity to try to have children's fun, you know what I mean? It's like, I was talking to this with another non-parent friend. It's like, I don't even know if I can. Like, yeah. I'm not even at a place where I can try to have a kid. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. I'm still single. So, um, but the other thing with the complaining about your kids mm-hmm. is there are people who want a child exactly. and whether you can't or you've miscarried or whatever, mm-hmm. or you've lost a child, God forbid. Right. Like, yeah. so when we hear personally for me, when I hear people bitching about their kids, mm-hmm. I'm just like, how ungrateful of you. Oh yeah. Like you're so blessed that you were able to have a kid that you have a kid. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I got really snarky with a person that I worked with. Mm-hmm. So he had two kids and I think they were like five and eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was going on and on about how, oh my gosh, like this kid's being a nightmare and this kid does that and I have no time for myself and I miss doing this. And I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for you with your two perfect children and your white picket fence lifestyle, like cry me a river. Like I just got really mad at him because I'm sitting there going, you're complaining about a dream that many people have. Like Mm -hmm. this is, you have something that personally I would like. Right. And so it's kind of like sitting there going like, my waist is too small it's like please go fuck yourself yeah. like, <laughs> like, I eat everything and I can't gain a pound it's like all these bangers. I don't want to talk to you yeah. <laughs> no that bothers that bothers me a lot and I think that I think it really depends on what your birth or what your story is as a parent yes. that determines how you how you discuss your child like mm. I don't I don't complain about my child ever That's because awesome. I barely had him. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was such a blessing that I, I don't have time for that. But then am I being, I have to ask myself, like, am I being insensitive the way I, I, I get irritated when parent friends dismiss, you know, my stress or my exhaustion because like I can never relate. Am I doing the same thing by being like, Oh, well you have no right to complain because you're living the American dream. Like, am I also just being insensitive by having that reaction? I, I, I don't know about you, Izzy, but I think that that was one of my favorite parts of the piece is where you explained <laughs> how you have your personal stresses and the parent is saying things like, well, just imagine that and having a child. And yeah. Just imagine that. Oh, you want to talk about no sleep? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no sleep is seven days, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't think that 
you're being insensitive or that you're sort of negating the fact of anything. I think a lot of us just don't necessarily talk about what it is that the other person is feeling when Mm. they're so involved in their own feelings. And I think that as parents, at least for myself, I'm guilty of that. I don't necessarily think that what you're doing is less than, Mm. but I'm, I'm so exhausted in that moment that I'm not necessarily thinking the way I used to, where I can be quick to say, oh man, like that sucks. Who's that person at work that's stressing me out or what Mm -hmm. happened and blah, blah, blah. Instead, my mind is just, oh, okay. Um, yeah, well, I hope that that gets better for you. And I'm not necessarily <laughs> yes. the best person in that moment. And I think we can all do a better job of that. But yeah. that's that's a, I think that's a huge gap that that we create sometimes as parents. Is we we're not cognizant of the fact that, like you said in your piece, we were non-parents less than five minutes or less yeah. than four months ago or five yeah, months yeah. ago, and we can't pretend that those aren't real issues. Right. What you're going through are real issues, and they're are equal to what it is that we're going through regardless of what the details of it are right you know what I mean so yeah that's good to hear yeah do you think she's tripping no <laughs> no I think she's right no yeah, thanks guys I think it's, it's interesting to hear from parents as well because I think that my sensitivity as a non-parent is always that I'm not being sensitive enough to how challenging it is to be a parent. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so like, I think when you ask again, what are us non-parents? I was like, well, you chose to have a kid, you know, it was going to be difficult. And now you want to sit here and complain to me about how tired you are. <laughs> right. Like you right. knew this. Right. But then that's also just like, obviously such an ignorant stance to take. <laughs> <laughs> that could go with so many different things. Yeah. You could literally could say that with anything. Like, yeah, okay, totally. well, yeah you took that job you, you took that week. job you went yeah. out binge drinking you decided <laughs> to do a fitness competition nobody told you to do that freaking marathon like you know whatever yeah, let, yeah, you, let your friends true. complain <laughs> i guess we just all have to be more empathetic and let each other complain and less yeah. judgmental the world would be a better place i think that's, yeah. that's pretty much it is there anything that we want to do or say to our non-parent we'll start with you sir yeah. is there anything that you want to say to your parent friends mm-hmm. that you've just been meaning to get off your chest, like a final statement, just know this. I don't think it's a statement as more of a request. I think anybody who has a relationship that they care about and a person that they love, and that person is about to become a parent, my request would be that have a difficult conversation. A lot of pain and suffering over the long term can be avoided by having a more painful conversation right away or a more difficult conversation. So I think just laying your cards on the table. So I've said to my best friend, like, honestly, sometimes I'm jealous. And and that's a hard thing to say. That's a hard thing to say, mm-hmm. but because I love her and I trust her completely, mm-hmm. um, I know I am safe to say that to her. And at the same time, like she, she, you know, she can be very open with me about sometimes this is really hard. It's harder than I thought, you know, mm-hmm. And here's what I need from you. So I think it's all about just saying how you feel, request what you need, mm-hmm. and work together on building your friendship right. versus harboring all these unsaid feelings, all this potential resentment that can build. Mm-hmm. But if the relationship is important to you, I think you have to just have that conversation, no matter where you're coming from, whether you're right. already a parent, trying to become a parent, never want to be a parent, mm-hmm. have a conversation to say, how is our relationship going to look when your lifestyle goes through this change? Right. 
Um, and both have to be willing to compromise. Sometimes I'm going to, I had to go to her first birthday party and I just drank a lot. Like, I mean, that was my, I was like, okay, like I'm going to spike this punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, but I think she was happy to have me there and I was happy I could be there. And it was only a few hours out of my life. Like, yeah, it's not my ideal Saturday afternoon, but Hey, she's yeah. my best friend and I love, and this is my niece for all intents and purposes. So mm -hmm. you, you just sometimes have to do things you don't want to do. Right. And I think that goes for both sides. Sometimes she's just going to have to stay up past her bedtime with Ooh. me and listen to me bitch about things that she probably thinks don't matter, but she's my friend. And so she has to. Um, so I think that's, that's, I would say my closing statement is just have the conversation, have the conversation. I would, I thousand percent agree. I think that that's the only way that everyone can be happy at the end of the day and the way that we can all get along. How do you feel about that, Izzy? I love it. Love it. <laughs> Double tap. Double tap. Double tap. DM it to someone. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I love it. What's popping on the gram? What's popping on the gram is everybody is talking about the Game of Thrones series finale and the memes are epic. So whether <laughs> whether you watch the show or not, you've seen the memes. And if you watch the show and you didn't watch last night's episode, get your life together. Hurry up because there's spoilers everywhere. And you literally should probably be off social media if you haven't yet watched the episode. I was furious myself. I feel like I wasted eight seasons of my life. And the whole series finale, the whole series, like the whole last season was just pure fuckery. Throw it all away. Start from scratch. It's horrible. But the memes are making up for it. So... Yeah. Search, search the hashtag on the gram, like hashtag got, hashtag got finale. They're fire. Yeah, the, the memes are amazing. Please check them out. I spent about at least a half an hour today just perusing through all of them. Um, I don't think there's such thing as a great season finale. I think in history, it has shown that whether it's Seinfeld, The Sopranos, The Wire, none of these shows has had a great season ending and it's because we invest so much of our time our lives are wrapped around it like now I'm waiting for big little lies to start and I'm just you know I'm pumped to get into the next thing because it's we're never going to be satisfied right yeah. and I think that Game of Thrones will become a movie eventually and I think that what they did was they kept all the good solid characters that they needed in order to go into that and I think that it's going to be like a Star Wars it's just going to keep going but um Complete side note on this. Did you guys know that Jon Snow is making $500,000 per episode? Well, I heard that I heard Cersei is getting a million dollars an episode and all she's been doing the whole fucking season is standing at the damn window drinking tea, looking out the window. How do I get that job? Right? Look, I need to audition for this role because this is so much money. But at the end of the day, like, all I know, the only thing that th that can make up for it is, yeah, if they come out with some fire spinoffs, I, I mean, I need a Jon Snow spinoff, I need an Arya spinoff, I need the freaking dragon to have its own, like, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, yeah. I need everything. So many spinoffs. They better come with it. But that's yeah. it. All right. And then, to finish it all off, Netflix pick of the week. Sarah, I want to get what your Netflix pick of the week is because we are very excited to have you here. Oh, thank and you, guys. Very honored. Uh, what do you find most interesting today on Netflix? Oh, well, actually, you may not know this about me, but I'm a huge horror movie fan. Like, I have seen every oh every horror movie worth seeing. Okay. 
And so for those people who like a unique, good quality, well-acted horror movie, which is extremely hard to find, Mm -hmm. you've got to watch Hereditary. It's out on Netflix right now. It stars Tony Collette, who is a freaking genius. And it goes places that I was like, oh, no, it didn't. And and it's not something you'll feel good about after you watch it. Like, you'll watch it and be like, well, I need to wash that taste out of my mouth. But uh, as, as a horror movie fan, as a person who likes being scared and I like things that are dark and mm-hmm. and go to the places where maybe we're afraid to go uh this movie it it really checks those boxes and so I'd highly recommend again if you don't like horror movies do not watch this you will be upset <laughs> okay but I don't I don't yeah. like horror movies but I like a good horror movie like that's I a good quality movie yeah it's a right. good good okay. movie okay Question, did you find, sorry, I know we're on like the Netflix pick of the week, yeah. but did you find you couldn't watch a certain genre of TV or movie after you had a baby? Like, was there just something that started upsetting oh, sure. you that didn't before? Well, no, when I was, it was more so when I was pregnant, I wouldn't watch certain things because I was a lunatic and I thought that they would affect my child somehow. <laughs> so like, I wouldn't watch things that were, you know, aggressively violent mm. or like, just things that I knew were not traits that I wanted the baby to have. <laughs> I was very picky on what I watched. And so I was just crazy. None of this matters. I watched a lot of Beyonce. It's like Will Smith movie. Exactly. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was definitely more cautious and aware. But post-pregnancy, I don't, I don't really care. I'm, really? Watch, I'm watching anything. I mean, now I, I feel like I have more control on what I say around him. But I felt like when he was in my tummy... It, I was somehow responsible for what was big development. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. How about you, Izzy? The only thing that I can't currently watch is like mom's dying in labor. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was an episode of the resident and it was based on like a true story that, you know, black lady went in, she ended up having a set scheduled C-section. Nobody listened to her and then she ended up dying. So I like, I just can't watch stuff like that. But aside from, you know, things that I can't watch, I mean, I know Marley watches Walking Dead with me. She knows about zombies. It is what it is. <laughs> I respect you. Oh, That's yeah. very cool. That's yeah. very cool. This week's Mum Green Netflix Pick of the Week is the film Someone Great. If you haven't seen it, get your popcorn, get your wine. You're going to love this movie. It stars Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin, Lakeith Stanfield from Get Out, Brittany Snow, who we all know, and DeWanda Wise from She's Gotta Have It. And it's set in New York City. Something about movies set in New York City get an automatic play for me. And when it's a rom-com, it's going to be watched over and over and over again. Enjoy the film. And if there's another Netflix movie that you definitely think we should know about, let us know in our comments or send us an email to hello at mumgree.com. That's pretty much it. We're so happy that you're able to join us this week. Thanks for having me. It really means a lot to be... My first time on a podcast, I never thought it would be one on motherhood. So there you go. <laughs> and you are officially the owner of Hashtag Mommy Culture. I feel like you should just put that in all of your posts. I'm sure it's already out there. Thank you, Sarah. And until next week, we'll see you then. And stay mumgry. Stay mumgry. I'm just hungry. <laughs>